following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the bootleg Better Boots. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm caught up in the mix trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is with The bootleg Better, who better to be? (laughs) This is the underground. Unbelievable. It's the underground. What is this? You know, I got a clown. Is this Def Jam? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, The Cannonball Alex Steele, he can't join us today. I mean, he could, but he is so busy watching. He's very intently watching that Big Ten title game right now. Uh, Michigan taking on Iowa. So he's he's over there just uh, having himself a Wolverine-gasm over there. But, (laughs) But... uh, Boots, we're we're still going to take care of business. We're large and in charge. I appreciate you joining me on on uh, such a late evening Saturday night. Uh, a lot going on in my world, so I appreciate the flexibility. But we're here, and uh, we do have uh, scores and news and notes to go around the, uh, to go over around the league. We got our rookie rankings, um, our our top ten performances for the week. So. Lots going on. A boots. Let's jump right in to our scores for week twelve. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. All right. Here are our scores <laughs> for week twelve in the NFL. We already went over this game, so we're just going to kind of glaze over it here. The Thanksgiving games, first oh. and foremost. Packers beat the Lions twenty nine twenty two. We know the the Cowboys beat the Commanders forty five ten. The Niners beat the Seahawks thirty one thirteen. And then on Black Friday, we know that the Dolphins beat the Jets 34-13. A lot of one-sided games for uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, the Thanksgiving holiday. So, uh, yeah, kind of meh. Uh, It was uh, very disappointing, especially from the halftime show of the Detroit Lions game. (laughs) You just can't get over that. No. You can't. This is it's bugging you. Man. Oh, it hurt, it hurt my feelings. No, it was it was a bad show. It, the guy emerging from the snow globe and all this weird shit. It was just weird. Yeah. Rumor has it he's still in there. <laughs> he never got. He <laughs> never came out. <laughs> Rumor has he it he never showed well, up back. Well, he went. He went back in there, and, he, then and, just, and you never saw him again. Yeah, he was just gone. Gone. It's like the hyperbolic chamber there or something. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> he just went through the floor of, of Ford Field. <laughs> Hope he stays there. Man. Uh, but uh, as elsewhere around the league, starting on Sunday, we got we got even more games in. Uh, we'll start out with the Bucks and the Colts. The Colts go out and beat the Bucks 27-20 to here. Uh, you know, it was sort of expected. Uh, Jonathan Taylor gets 15 carries for 91 yards and two touchdowns. But the big story is Jonathan Taylor leaves this game. Hand injury. He's undergoing surgery. He's set to miss, miss multiple games. Uh, you know, so so that's a, a big issue. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 24 for 41, 251, and he gets a pick. Uh, Michael Pittman, 10 receptions for 107 yards. 
I'm surprised that the Indianapolis Colts struggled this hard. I know Gardner Minshew isn't a great running or a great quarterback, but you know, like the Tampa Bay defense has not been good this year, especially on the, against the pass. I'm surprised Gardner Minshew struggled this hard. Well, the thing is, Gardner, it's, it's Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah, he's he's good, but some matchups he. You know, may may not be able to take advantage of, and this is just just one of them, right? You know, Baker Mayfield, he he looked okay, mediocre. The yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay for Baker, but it, he got him within a, a touchdown, but it's not going well. In it. I mean, Mike Evans still, yeah, still the man, yeah, still town. still doing what he's doing, still. <laughs> so. And you know what? What's crazy to me is Chris Godwin has been damn near a non-factor this year. Yeah, and he's and he's dealing with a neck injury at this point. Yep, right now too. So, but Rashad White uh, overcoming some knee injury concerns uh, looked really good out there. Yeah, and actually, this is the first time we've uh, you know it's been rare this season we've seen Rashad White look like an RB one. Yeah, uh, very rare. And he comes out 15 carries for 100 yards, has himself a decent game here. If he got in the end zone here. We'd, we'd probably be talking about him on our top 10 performances for the week, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, he had himself actually a really, really good game. Um, you know, we expected a breakout performance out of Rashad White this season. We haven't gotten it. Not yet. You know? No. And and I'm, I was I was very hopeful. You know, we've gotten a lot of change of pace stuff. You know, it, it almost it's like one of those situations where it keeps him relevant in fantasy football. But doesn't keep him relevant in the actual game. In the flow of the game, yeah. Right. And and that's that's the issue that they're having. But the Bucks, they go out and drop this one, twenty-seven to twenty, to Indianapolis. And the Colts uh, surprise people every once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. And every right now, now they're now. surprising me. They're six and five. I'm surprised by that. Uh, next up, another surprise: the yeah. Giants go out and beat the Patriots uh, ten to seven. In uh, you know, Dick. just. Uh, it, I said I'd never pick the Patriots again, and I went against that. You went against it, and what happened? The Giants. <laughs> New York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, 17 for 25, 191 in a touchdown. Why is Tommy DeVito winning football games? Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Ramadre Stevenson looks good, 21 carries for 98 yards in the TD. Uh, Demario Douglas, he's actually been kind of a weird story for the, for the Patriots. He's become the, like the de facto number one there. Yeah. The downside is is that he has such shitty quarterbacks. Yeah. That, All of his quarterbacks yeah. are number two. Yeah. Right. So he, he they're just not getting him the ball effectively. No. Uh, in this game, Mac Jones, twelve for twenty-one, eighty-nine yards, two te- or two interceptions. Bailey Zappi, nine for 14, 54 yards, and an interception. These guys are not RB or uh, QB ones. They they don't deserve to be QB ones. Uh, I just, I, it's either are you going to bench Mac Jones or are you going to play Mac Jones? Right, one or the other. Right, yep. continues to bench the guy, play him again, bench him, play, play him, bench again. him. Yep, yep. Just, just stand by your decision. One or the other, man. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the magic, <laughs> the magic is gone. It is gone. It's been gone. It, it's been gone, but it's re, it, it's apparent now, yeah. <laughs> right? Because you go, you lose to the Giants. You're you're off for of ten days rest. The Tommy right? DeVito, Tommy DeVito Giants. You know that's from. The, uh, hell, are you you actually know that Syracuse? Oh you, shit! So you dug deep for that one. God <laughs> right? damn the fight. The Jesus the, Christ. The Dino Babers effect. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, you can't beat the Giants, but, you know, Daybold coming from uh, Buffalo all those years, he, you know, he's, he pulls one out, out every now and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he knows the Patriots, and he knows the, what they do. <laughs> Unbelievable. But the, the Giants go out and, and they win by a field goal, just insanity to me. Uh, next up, yeah, it is terrible. Next up, the Steelers beat the Bengals 16-10. to A very low-scoring affair. The funny thing is, is Kenny Pickett is so bad, but Jake Browning is just a little bit worse. I mean, there's no reason why this game should have been this close. No, uh, everybody's and, making a big deal of the Steelers' new offense. 400 yards. Oh, okay. You had 16 points. Yep, 16 points against oh. a, a Bengals team that gave you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, the the tight end, but there's a, a, a surprise. Nine receptions, 120 yards uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> just as we're talking about J.J. McCarthy throwing up the seam all the time, Pat Fryermuth was killing the Bengals up the seam all game yep, long. Yep, all game. And and Najee Harris, 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. He, he actually looks halfway decent in this new system. It's kind of weird. Yeah, the, the dual... The duo, excuse me, of of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren is is the quote starter, but they're both going to get one. Like, yeah, you know, just because you start the game doesn't mean it's it's all yours. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I really like what the Steelers do with the backfield, and they continue to win, which is weird, right? Which is weird. There, I mean, but we, not really though, because when you think about it, Mike uh, Tomlin has has not had a losing season. Right? He hasn't, but here's my thing. I, I think the Steelers, they, their offense is so terrible. Their defense is, is good. They they almost they've struggled into or they've stumbled into some very fortunate situations yeah. like this, where Jake Browning starting yeah. at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they they've stumbled into some like real positive things, and you have to take advantage of it. When you, when yeah. Dumped, right. Yep. But then they're going to go to the playoffs, and you know when, when it, yeah yeah it comes. It, we, <laughs> we always call it nut cutting time. That first round, Kenny buddy. Pickett ain't it. No, I'm no. sorry. That, in the playoffs, you're gonna need a quarterback. Yeah, and he's Man. not. He's not that kind of guy. He's not a gamer like that. So, uh, the the Steelers, uh, they go out and, and squeeze one out against the uh, the Bengals, 16 to 10. And then uh, next up, you get the Panthers dropping one to the Titans. There's no reason why this one should have been this close either. The Titans beat the the Panthers 17 to 10. Bryce Young. 18 for 31, 194. Will Levis, 18 for 28, uh, 185. I mean, the the story of this game to me was the running backs. Chuba Hubbard had 14 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, 18 carries for 76 yards, two touchdowns. King Henry. Yeah, King Henry reminding everybody just who in the hell he is. The big dog. Yeah, he's the big man there. He goes out and and rumbles for for, uh, decent yardage and then touchdowns and looks kind of like King Henry there. Against yeah. a, you know, believe it or not, the Carolina defense has been, you know, strangely good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're not, it's, they're a little soft against the run. A little soft in the middle. Yep. Right? A little soft against the run. Good coverage, though. Yeah. Definitely great coverage. Really good against quarterbacks. Yes. Here's the thing about, the thing about it, though, is this game to me is just organizational failure. Yes. Yep. <laughs> From the top down. And they, they being the Carolina Panthers in the organization have just bungled this thing with Bryce <laughs> Young and man and Frank Reich. I, I, uh. I, I feel sorry for the kid, the young man, because now yeah. he's got to 
because here we go, starting over. Starting he he could scratch. he could never recover. No, this is this is one of those times where like you get a rookie quarterback with a bad team, yeah. with a bad head coach. Yeah. You let him go for ten weeks, mm-hmm. and then he never recovers. This is the Sam Darnold effect. David Carr. Yeah, yeah, the guy never recovers. You everybody is it's very hopeful. Yeah, but he could never recover from this. You you just don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of ugly right now, and yeah. here Hopefully, we are. Talent wins out yeah right and and he proves it and they can get an offensive line first and foremost you know solidified from the inside out to protect him yep. and get legitimate weapons to continue to get the ball down the field yeah i mean their tackles aren't the problem it's their their interior that's yeah. terrible yeah um one guy that is performing well is cj stroud he he loses to jacksonville but looks damn good while he does it uh, C.J. Stroud, man. Uh, the 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 Jags. Yeah, the Jags go out and beat the Texans, twenty-four to twenty-one. Stroud, twenty-six for thirty-six, three hundred four, two touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown in this game. Um, and you know what? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, twenty-three for thirty-eight, three sixty-four, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Lawrence. <laughs> He looked good yeah, in this game. People forgot about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, well, and right? Lawrence does this. He he's a very streaky quarterback. He comes out, you know, two games and doesn't do shit. Yeah. And then he has a game like this where he shows up, three sixty four, one touchdown, yeah. one pick. You know, he's, he's remember just, last year in the playoffs, he he uh, yep. throws the the early interceptions. Who was against mm-hmm. uh, the Chargers? Yeah, and you know he's you know what two picks early in the, mm-hmm. and then comes on late in the late in the third quarter. And then second half, they go on and win the game. Right. I mean, it's it was just one of those uh, I- interesting games. Uh, this one was fun, though. It was a fun one to watch. You got to see C.J. Stroud. Be C.J. Stroud. I mean, he goes out and, you know, just has himself a nice game. Accurate, throwing the ball. He puts the team on his back. He, he really right. does. He's, he's one of those players that elevates everybody around him. Exactly. He makes everybody better. Yeah. And, and that's what you got to love about him. Nico Collins finally comes alive after several weeks of not doing shit. Well, so, he was plus, he was hurt for a little bit, yeah. But but he didn't do shit before that. Yeah, I mean, he was, was he was quiet. Tank Dell was, was, was getting all the looks. He was. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz. Yep. Uh, but but Nico Collins. Oh, seven Noah or, Brown. Yeah, Noah Brown. Yeah, he so had those exactly, huge games. Exactly, the C.J. Stroud effect. Everybody's eating. Yeah, right? everybody's uh, getting elevated. Yes. Very Drew Brees, isn't it? Right. Yep. Uh, Nico Collins, seven receptions, 104 and a touchdown. Tank Dell gets fifty for or five for fifty and a touchdown. Devin Singletary even getting involved, six for fifty-four. Um, I mean, Robert Woods yeah. had a couple. Yeah, Robert Woods coming back from a uh, from an injury. Even before the injury, I expected more out of Robert Woods, and we just didn't get it. We didn't right. get that out of Robert Woods for. I mean, when when before he got, I expected him to be the number one here, not Nico Collins. Mm. You know, and and I I just. Well, you know, here we are. I think, as we say, Father Time does no jobs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think he's on the 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 down the downward trend, or at least at the stable end. Mm-hmm. You know, of the here comes the downward slide. Sure. But he's got that veteran presence in the locker room that the uh, that young Texans receiving core needs. Right. And then coming alive in this game, Calvin Ridley five receptions, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. Also, Christian Kirk. Finally, four receptions, 89 yards. Both those guys have been weirdly quiet for a couple of weeks. Especially Ridley. Uh, yeah, and then they both kind of blow up for these big yardage totals, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. There they are. They're still there. I, I promise. Uh, when those guys are doing well, Travis or Trevor Lawrence is doing well, I feel like. And, and when those guys are, are, are getting open, Trevor Lawrence will find them. Yeah. 
and uh, Tra- Travis Etienne. I, I want to talk about him real quick. Rough game. Yeah, it, did get hurt. It, it, he did yep. chest injury. It's been a couple of a uh, couple of slogs, right? Especially against the 49ers. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. But he's he's been struggling the last couple of weeks, and the offensive line has not really been getting any holes open nope. for him either. Not at all. Right. So so that's kind of a, a, an issue. Yeah, and maybe that's why Trevor Lawrence is you know throwing it nearly 40 times. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in in ETN. We saw for the first part of the year, mm-hmm. a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of a lot of breaking off big runs. A lot you know, of involvement in the passing game. Too. Yep, yep. He he was doing well, and and recently, like you said, it's just been very slow. You know, he's having trouble getting his footing under. Yeah. And and we're we're not seeing the same explosiveness under Travis Etienne. Now he's dealing with this rib injury. We don't know what that's going to become. But Dearness Johnson looked damn good when he replaced him. Uh, it, I, I saw a few occasions where Dearness Johnson broke one off, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, hey, look at that. Oh, yeah, Dearness Johnson always does work. People people forget how good he was in Cleveland. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he, he did damn well, damn good over there. Uh, but the Jags pull one out 24-21, and uh, the Jags have the lead in that division. No surprise there. I'm just surprised that the Texans are the ones that are, are chasing him down right now. Uh, next up, Falcons go out and beat the Saints 24-15. You know... <laughs> Hey, Bijan, baby. 16 <laughs> carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Had himself a damn good game. He did. He did. Desmond Ritter didn't look good at all. Uh, Derek Carr, he... He never I mean, does. Der- you know, two, he did play mistake-free... Well, he was sort of mistake-free football. 24 for 38, 304. He did throw one pick. Um, Chris Olave, though, seven receptions, 114 yards. Alvin Kamara, 15 carries, 69 yards. Are you seeing the stats in this game? Yeah. Are you still wanting Jameis Winston? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think Jameis Winston should have started from the rip. As soon as we saw, I think Jameis Winston is more ballsy than Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. Jameis is always going with the YOLO mentality. Yeah. Right? That Brett Favre, hey, I mean, no risk it, no biscuit, whatever you want to call it. Yep, yep. That he's trying to get it all right here, right now. Let's go. Yeah. And you can, you can dig that sometimes. It's just that when you're an accurate as Winston tends to be, here comes you know an interception. Yeah. Now it's or, two, or thirty or in a season. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thirty in a so, season. Come on, it, man. It, it, yeah, it's, it's terrible. What's also terrible is uh, Chris Olave uh, coming out of the game with the uh, concussion. Yep. Um, I, that's concerning for me. He's he's had a couple, and so mm-hmm. you know I really want him to uh, get the help that he needs. Rashid Raheem uh, Rashid Shahid. Shahid, yes. Yeah. Um, he's also uh, injured for the Saints. Yes. So that offense is really, you know, they're kind of sputtering their way into into a. I mean, right now they're five and six. Tough spot right here, yep, right now. Yep. They got Detroit on deck, and they lost this one. This is this is one that they had to have. Yes. Right. So Atlanta still alive in the conference. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how close that division is right now. Yeah. With a bunch of bad teams. Thank you, right? <laughs> somebody's got to win. A bunch of bad teams. Yeah, yeah, somebody's got to win. Exactly, somebody's got to win. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler Algier, by the way, 10 carries, 64 yards. You know, this whole thing where him and Bijan are sharing carries to me is silly, but I, I just, I think Bijan should be a 20 carry back. And here's the thing. They're, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, well, they won, right? So, it worked. <laughs> right? So I, I and, mean, I guess they've splitting the carries between four backs, right? Right. So that's what Arthur Smith is going to do. 
fucking Arthur Smith. He knows who he knows who he has at quarterback. And Drake London, I feel sorry for you sometimes, but you know. Yeah. They're yeah. he doesn't care about our fantasy teams. He's no, trying to no. win games and they just won, right? Yeah, that's so, it. There you go. Uh next up, Rams go out and beat the Cardinals 37-14. You know, it was ex- ex- sort of expected. Uh this but nobody expected. Kyron Williams, the return. Uh, man, oh man. You know what I liked? I liked having that on my fantasy team. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he blew up. Uh, you know, 143 yards. He had 60 more through the um, or six, uh, 61 more on the ground or through the air rather. So 204 yards from scratch. A couple of touchdowns. Yeah, a couple of couple yeah. of touchdowns from old Matt Stafford. Stafford. You know, didn't have an ex- super explosive game, but it was very efficient. You know, 229 yards, 25 to 33. I mean, it was it was a very efficient game. Yeah. Got down in the red zone. Matry drilled it into the end zone. Uh, a lot of this was just hard work by Kyron Williams. I mean, he is yeah. he's one of the, he's the premier back over there, and he's probably one of the most premier backs in the league right now. I mean, he's yeah. just he's special. Yeah, absolutely. Coming off of that. Uh, the IR stint. Yep, it's like nothing happened, right? Yeah, he he, lo- he, he, he looks they, fully healthy. You he know, looks it, like he's got all the juice. They it was weird. That they they sort of eased him in in the first quarter. Yeah, and and they were just kind of easing him into gameplay, and then around maybe late in the second quarter, they said, "Ah, fuck it," and just <laughs> said, it turned him loose. And and he just he went off after that point. I was I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's it's. 12 minutes into the first quarter, he's got 19 yards. I'm like, oh, they're just gonna, they're gonna have him very limited. And then it was yeah. just like, oh, 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 okay. You know, I, I, I feel like I shut, shut my fantasy football thing off for like five seconds. Right. Turned it back on and went, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, he was, he was doing work, man. He I, was special. I like the way that they're utilizing him in the passing game. Yeah. Right, because th- that's what he was good at when he was at Notre Dame. You could always count on him getting a third and five. Hey, throw it to Kyron Williams first down. Yep, and that's what he's good for, and that's what he did. I mean, that's, it was beautifully done. Um, and then Kyler Murray on the field. Why? Why? Again, I don't understand. Organizational failure. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. This it's is terrible. An organizational failure. There's what no reason. Doing? And he got hurt. He got hurt on it. I messaged you. So I was like, yeah. oh, there's Kyler limping, limping off, the, off field. the field. Yeah, I mean, 27 for 45, 256. He had a touchdown. But, man, why? <laughs> why? I don't this, understand. This is ridiculous. Organizational failure. It's man. terrible. At the high, uh, malfeasance. Yeah, malfeasance. Uh, that is a of great word. Order. Great word to use for that. But uh, the, the Rams, 37-14, get the dub. Uh, next up, Broncos beat the Browns 29 to 12. You know, the Browns are a disaster already. Mm. No quarterback. Mm. You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson comes in. And I, I you know, look, we were big on DTR for a while. I just, if I don't know if he has it. And if he does, it's going to take a lot of development. It's going to take a little bit, a little of uh, development. Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator of the uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, looking good right now. Yeah. Turned them around, right? Yeah. When you give up seventy, yeah, right. You get a lot of phone calls. You get a lot of text messages. You you get a lot of cl- there's a lot of clowning. A lot, a lot of people calling for your head, right? Yep. You, they change some things in the scheme. Change a few guys in and out. Do what you got to do. 
let's let's fix this. Right. And they have, right? And now Sean Payton is, you know, staring at a possible playoff berth with the horrific play of the Chargers. <laughs> right. Right? So you're looking at the Broncos who've already beat the Chiefs now. Yep. Right? So And and they they beat the Bills. And they beat so yeah. You're looking at the Broncos being a, a dark horse argument. A legitimate threat. Right. Yeah. So, and Russell Wilson just playing mistake-free football. Get the ball to the playmakers. Let the defense do some damage. Because, it, again, like you said. Nothing major. 13 for 22, 134 and a touchdown. I mean. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah. It, it wasn't world-beating world no. football here. No. But they they win the game. Again. Right. You get Dorian Thompson Robinson, rookie, not really ready for prime time not 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 yet right um jerome ford looked he looked well but he only got nine carries nine nine carries 65 yards i mean that's a a seven average i mean it's it i don't know i i feel like if i'm the browns i should be handing the ball off more in this situation and then creating play action for my my new quarterback not you know trying to force him to throw the ball 30 times yeah if it was me I would be limiting Dor- Dorian Thompson Robinson to, to 20. 20, yeah, 19, 20, 20 throws a game, yeah. and feeding Jerome Ford, you know, and and yeah. feeding Kareem Hunt and getting these get, guys going and get it down into the dirt. Yeah, right? you're gonna have to drag you, him you, into the mud. You have to change your philosophy at that point. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that that Stefanski has ever faced that. You no, know? man. So there we are with that, and the Broncos go out and they they. Beat the Browns, 29-12. Continue their playoff push. Yep. Next up, Eagles, speaking of playoff pushes, Eagles go out and beat the Bills mm. 37-34. You know what? Mm. Listen. <laughs> Listen. This was a, a shootout of a game. Man, I mean, just it was a, a great game to watch. Great game to watch. It really was. But, you know what? Buffalo. <sighs> What's happening? Hey, overtime is their Achilles heel. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you go to kick the field goal, you, you make the field goal, you give up the touchdown. Mm. What are we doing? A bad pass at the end to Gabe Davis. I'm going to blame Josh Allen for that one. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and Gabe and Davis, to his credit, had himself the, the game of his life here. And up until that point, here we go. Nut cutting time yep. for Josh Allen. Can't get it done. Here's the field goal. Well, and you know what? I I feel like this could have gone a different route. I I have stood by this and look. Steph Diggs had a decent stat line: six receptions, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. But if we're not out there firing our offensive coordinator midway through the season, I feel like the Bills win this game. I feel like Steph Diggs is the focal point. I I really feel like I don't know. I I just I don't know. Here's the thing. The Philadelphia Eagles are just flat, flat out better than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I just so top to bottom, they're a better team than Buffalo. So I can see why they won, and they have a, the better quarterback because at the end of the game, I don't think Hurts is better than Allen. I think well, at the end of the game, at the end of the game, maybe what happened? Yeah. That's fair. Drove him right down the field. That's fair. Ran to get a 17-yard touchdown or whatever. And it was untouched. untouched. No, nobody nobody touched him at all. He just took off. Won the game for his team. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the case. 
But I, I just, I don't know. That's, I, that's nut cutting time. Uh, yeah, and, and he delivered. He's better. He's better in nut cutting time. And I last, that. last week, what did he do? Beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yeah, right. He did. And now this week, he's gonna, he's gonna beat Brock Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy. Yep. In the San Francisco 49ers in his house. Watch. Oh boy, that's ballsy. That's that's bold. That's that's bold. That's not. That's bold. <laughs> Golly. That's not a prediction. Oh, is that a promise? That's a spoiler. <laughs> Shout out, boy. It's terrible. Uh, next up, the Chiefs go out and beat the Raiders 31-17. Mahomes, looks like Mahomes, 27 for 34, 298, two touchdowns. Very accurate, uh, very in control. Josh Jacobs, man, coming alive. 20 carries, 110 and a touchdown. But my boy, Isaiah Pacheco. I love Isaiah Pacheco. 15 carries, 55 yards, two touchdowns. And also, let's give a shout-out, bootleg B-team, Rasheed Rice. Eight receptions, 107, and a touchdown. Bootleg B-team, stand-up. Yeah, uh, Rasheed Rice, I have been waiting for a game like this. This is exactly the game we've been waiting for out yeah. of him, right? We, we've seen him look. Every time I see the guy, every time I watch a Kansas City game, he looks like a number one. He, yeah. he comes off as a number one. He gives that number one wide receiver vibe. And I'm like, okay. Now they're going to become even more dangerous because they're Travis Kelsey and this Rasheed Rice kid is going to wind up being a number one, and then he just hasn't looked like a number one per se. They like they he looks good when he gets the ball. He catches the ball effectively. He catches the ball effectively in traffic. He's always making plays with his legs. There's lots of rack yards there. Yeah. But then you you look at like the amount of targets he actually gets from Patrick Mahomes, and it's like, but he only got four targets. Or he only got three targets. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This game, he gets a whopping ten targets. Right. Eight receptions. I mean, it breaks a hundred. Gets a touchdown. I mean, this is this is what you want. This is this is wide receiver one material right here. Still building that rapport. Yeah. Right? With the quarterback. And you're still learning how to be a pro. And you're learning all of the, the new... Here's the thing about Rishi Rice. You can put him... In any position on the on on the on the you you can put him outside. Yep. You can play him in the slot. You can play him inside. Whatever you want to do, you can do with Rishi Rice because yes. he profiles at every position. You, he can take advantage of his speed and over the field ability uh, on the slant route. He can take. And he's not afraid of contact. No, he's definitely not afraid of contact. I and mean, he, I've seen no. him throw his body weight around quite a bit. Um, over on the Raiders, Raiders side, Aiden O'Connell, meh. Josh Jacobs looked damn good. Aiden uh, O'Connell looked good early, then he kind of yeah slowed fell down apart. A bit. And then uh, Jacoby <laughs> Myers, six receptions, seventy nine yards, a touchdown. Jacoby Myers has gotten more love than Devontae Adams this year. He's which the just, MVP of that team. Yeah, Jacoby Myers yep. is the MVP. And of that and I I just I don't understand how you don't get the ball to Devontae Adams. I just don't. It's it'll it'll bug me forever. They got well. Josh Jacobs took up those targets, yeah, because he got he got a little more involved in the passing game. Yep. So, in this case, the Chiefs thirty-one seventeen over the Raiders. Uh, next, Chiefs had to bounce back though. Yeah. Right. And this was a get-right game. Exactly. Yep. Uh, next up, Ravens beat the Chargers twenty to ten. You know, this is kind of expected. That Chargers defense is not good, and right. uh, you that's, know that's being kind. Yeah, I'm just uh, I know. Uh, and but Lamar Jackson, he looks meh. 
but he still gets it done. I mean, he was 18 for 32, 177, one touchdown. Keaton Mitchell, nine carries for 64 yards. Those are the, the best 64 yards you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Did you see him run the ball? The Man. cuts, yeah. the cuts, the the agility. It's yeah. if you know, we always everybody always talks about because he's wearing a Lions uniform. Everybody talks about Jameer Gibbs. And, <laughs> oh, he's he's panning his game off of off of Barry Sanders. <laughs> I'm sorry, I see more Barry Sanders out of Keaton Mitchell than I see out of Jameer Gibbs. Oh boy, I, I do. I see a guy that makes cuts on a dime. He fakes people out of their shoes like it's nobody's business. I watched him. He had this filthy run where he was running. I mean, like kind of. Uh, um, he was. He got outside the tackles and he was running kind of toward the sidelines a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he just he stopped just on a dime. Just stopped. Complete change of direction. Boom! And the defender had no idea what the hell was going on and, and completely lost him. Keaton Mitchell's a great runner. Yeah, I think he should be RB one. Um, well, Gus ain't going anywhere. Yeah, but Gus ain't going anywhere. I think Keaton Mitchell deserves the running back one spot. Um, and, and if you're going to keep Gus, keep him for goal line work. And look, Justice Hill got involved. But again, well, this is the Chargers defense, right? So, you know, you got it. You know. Take it with a great assault. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just what it is. And then on the Chargers side of things, I mean, Justin Herbert, uh, this was not a good game. 29 for 44, 217, a touchdown, a pick. I mean, he was held at bay by a very good Ravens defense. Keenan Allen still doing Keenan Allen stuff. 14 receptions, 108. Uh, you know, and Gerald Everett, who I actually like a lot as a tight end, four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. I know what you're about to say. He I. <laughs> no, I love, yeah. I, I, love, I love Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's a good tight end. I, I like I like him a lot. He is um, Austin Eckler. Yeah, uh, still looking like maybe there's something go- still going on with the injury concerns, possibly. But or maybe he's just a bum. <laughs> no, I, I like his. I, I still like the way they they utilize him in the passing game. Yeah, when you, but they need him to be. Uh, they need more from the offensive line for him to be even more effective. Yeah, and what they really need is better receivers. Because Quentin, Quentin Johnson, Johnson ain't is, it, man. He ain't it, Mister Dropsies. Is 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 looking is looking bad. Quentin Butterfield's Butterfingers Johnson, man. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, the most embarrassing loss uh, I've had I've experienced in a while. I've experienced some an embarrassing losses as a Vikings fan. Okay, I've experienced Blair Wall. Yeah, I, I extremely embarrassing losses. But this Vikings loss on Sunday, on Monday Night Football was horrible. Losing to a bad Bears team, 12-10. to 10. Um, Josh Dobbs, 22 for 32, 185, one touchdown, four picks. What is this, Joshua Rosen or Josh Dobbs? I can't decide. What uh, Alex Madison, what 10 carries, 52 yards. Yeah, you were absolutely right. TJ Hawkinson, five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Look, I have a few things about this game that bugged me. Number one, I, I see Josh Jobs has four picks, and he's going to have be credited with those four interceptions. I will say that uh, two of those interceptions, in and out of the hands of their receivers, uh, in and out of the hands of Jordan Addison, in and out of the hands of TJ Hawkinson, popped in the air. We saw a tip drill happen. You know, the other two picks solely on Dobbs. I could, I could agree. With that. Yeah, but I, I have a problem with Kevin O'Connell right now, mm. and I, I took note of Kevin O'Connell's play calling 
for the last, uh, and, and we're, we're going to talk about it in nut cutting time. I took note of Kevin O'Connell's play call, okay, for the last few games. And I want to talk about it because it bugs me. Now, KOC has been notoriously conservative at the worst times when it comes to the last, you know, a uh, uh, few minutes of the uh, uh, of the the half. And I look over and I go, okay. For example, and we're going to talk about the Saints game first. In the Saints game, Vikings are up 27-19 against New Orleans. There's 6:15 left. Ty Chandler runs for two yards. Ty Chandler runs for negative four yards on second down. Third down, Dobbs has a pass that's incomplete. Fourth down, punt. So, run, run, pass, punt. Then, they get they intercept Jameis Winston with three, three minutes and 13 seconds left. Ty Chandler, run, no gain. Ty Chandler, run, negative one. Ty Chandler, run, negative one, punt. Then we intercept Winston with 156 left. Wait, what, again? Again. Wow, crazy. Ty Chandler run for three yards. Ty Chandler run for six yards. Dobbs runs for no gain punt. What are we doing here? Mm. And and the Vikings win after the Saints fail of the Hail Mary. The chewing clock is understandable to a point, but at what point do you just put the game away and stop giving them chances to win? Yeah. You know, like like the defense was tremendous here. The offense had zero help. Uh or, or the offense was zero help. Then we go over to Denver. Okay. We're up 17-15 against Denver. 10-37 left. Madison runs for five yards. Involved first down. Second down, Madison runs for a yard. Third down, Dobbs passes incomplete to Addison. Fourth, we fake punt to Chandler. He gets the 31 yards, right? Yeah. So that, that was an interesting one. Oh, that was one of those few ballsy calls. Then we get Madi- first down. Madison runs for no gain. Minnesota gets the holding call against him. Then it's Dobbs pass to Madison for negative one yard. I hate hitch passes, by the way. They drive me nuts. It's one of my least favorite plays in all of football, a hitch pass. And why are you throwing the Madison, though? Right. Uh, second down, Dobbs scrambles for a yard. Third down, Dobbs pass to Chandler for 19 yards. Fourth down, Dobbs scrambles for two yards. Right? So Dobbs, uh, then we, so he gets the first down. Then it's first down, Dobbs to Hawkinson, four yards. Second down, Dobbs to Hawkinson for 11 yards. The Now right here is where it gets crazy. Ball's at the 12-yard line. Okay. First down, Madison runs for no gain. Second down, Chandler for no gain. Third down, Dobbs throws an incomplete pass. You settle for a field goal from the 12-yard line. Go up 20-15 to 15 with 3.17 left. You could have been more aggressive here. You play for the touchdown, you make it a two-possession game, Denver scores a touchdown in the next drive, they win. Yeah. Play to play to score. Play, you play to win the game. You're you're at you're on the 12-yard line, and you're not taking shots at the end zone. You're handing the fucking ball off. Once, twice, back to back. You can't right. do that. It's, if, if you were to gain if you gain maybe four yards on first down, right, right, okay, now maybe we can run it again, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's no gain, you gotta, you gotta try something right. over the middle, right? Get it to Hawkinson, maybe a slam pass, maybe get your four or five yards and mm-hmm. make it manageable. And then we go uh, uh, to Chicago. We're up ten to nine against Chicago. Three twenty-seven left. You got a chance if you get a first down, you put the game away. Yeah. Right. So here we are. Mm-hmm. 
Madison up the middle for no gain. Madison up the right for one yard. Dobbs passes to Powell for negative one yards. Again, another one of the stupid-ass hitch passes. And here's the thing. It is an established pattern. Yep. Right? Run, run, pass. Yep. Run, 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 pass. pass. Run, run, pass. Yeah. Throw the fucking ball. How? Go, go for the sticks. No wonder no wonder you're not getting these because the defense, sees, they know exactly what you're doing. Yep. And then the Bears kick a field goal on the next drive and win the game. You should have been more aggressive there. You should have sealed the win. I don't understand. And like, like Kevin O'Connell, like you look at certain situations, like like fake punt to Chandler for thirty-one yards, being aggressive at like a time when you didn't need to be aggressive. Yeah. And then you come down here against Chicago, and that's what you give us with with three twenty-seven left on the clock, a chance to put the game away. The defense had been playing brilliantly mm-hmm. late in the game against Justin Fields. See, my my thing comes and up then. My thing comes up here. Okay, what did you exactly have to lose by throwing the ball in that situation? Because what you did is you ran the ball, you burned the clock, you ran the ball again, you burned the clock, and then finally you throw the ball. After burning the clock for two straight plays, all the way down to two minutes and 35 seconds left when you actually punted the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you had thrown the ball in that situation, actually went for the sticks, even if it's incomplete. You get more time on the clock to be able to... You you might have a minute left. But at least you got the opportunity to retaliate when the Bears kicked the field goal. Right? Be aggressive at the end of the game. Yeah. Because this is now... It's a divisional game. Here's the thing. The momentum had flipped. Right? Yep. You just gotten Justin Fields on the ground. I believe it was a sack. But um, it's... You, you, you now put momentum in your pocket. Yeah. Right? And you're and you're trying to to seal it. You're right. right. Now you haven't played all that brilliantly all game, but the defense was really good against Fields. Yep. And now what you're doing is you're playing conservative. Yeah. Right? At the end and close and close gets you beat sometimes. And then on top of it you looked at, uh, I don't know where our blitzes went. All game at the end, long. At, yeah, at, especially at the end. Yeah. Deep zone coverage, giving up everything underneath. Yeah. Uh, it was like, what the hell is happening? A complete a complete departure from what you had been what we right. had been doing. It was it, and was, it was working. And you gave up you you turned into Ed Donatel. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll just you know, back off now, fellas. Right. Why? Yeah, why? Why? Be aggressive. Be aggressive. This is a divisional game, a game you may need. Yep. Because you don't you don't know what's going to happen down the road right at, during the season. Yep. Between your other divisional but you needed this game. Gotta be aggressive. I, I, I just I didn't like the play calling there and, and Kevin O'Connell as good of a coach as he has been in at certain times, this is one of those kind of condemning moments. Right now, this is this is one of those those things that I'm going. I'm not a big fan of that. They were winning. We were winning games. We weren't supposed to win. Right. Right. Without our top guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and we need to get back to that. Yeah. You know. So the Vikings they're, they're on the bye this week, but those are your scores for uh, uh, week 12 in the NFL now. We have our uh, top performances for the week, um, and I, I did take those down here, and, and we, we talked about a few of them. Oh, this thing, there we go. 
We talked about a few of them, but I want to jump into a few more. Uh, top 10 performances for the week. Number 10, Raheem Mostert, again, getting on this list. 20 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. He was number 15 uh, on the MVP voting uh, so far, on the MVP list so far. And uh, again, it is Raheem must start. Must. <laughs> Especially in fantasy. Yeah, go Especially in fantasy with two yeah. touchdowns. Very good. Uh, number nine goes to Jonathan Taylor. 15 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Was playing extremely well. Now it seems like it's going to be the Zach Moss show, and it probably should be for the rest of the season. Uh, with Jonathan Taylor getting ready to have hand surgery. Yeah, you, you don't want your running backs with thumb injuries. Yeah, not good. Uh, number eight, Josh Jacobs, 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. He also put four receptions for 15 yards out there as well. Uh, pretty nice stat line from old Josh Jacobs. This is the kind of guy, this is the, the stat line we expected to see from, from him last year, right? Yeah, well, his last last year he was doing this same old thing, right? Hundred yards a game with a touchdown or two, and he was carrying a lot of the uh, the Raiders' offense. Yeah, and right back to it, man. This is a back to back season. Very good for Josh Jacobs this year. Yeah, he was a yardage leader last year. He struggled early on. He's starting to come back into his own. This is what we expected to see from him. Uh, number seven, bootleg B team, Rasheed Rice. Hey, eight receptions, hundred seven yards, and a touchdown. Excellent stat line for him. He played extremely well for the Chiefs. Uh, one of the best receivers this week. One of the top guys. Uh, and there he is, number seven on the top ten performances. Uh, number six, Matt Stafford, 25 for 33, 229, four touchdowns and a pick. You know, I could have moved Stafford higher on this list for the four touchdowns. But the low yardage numbers and the pick yeah. kind of set it off. This was more or less the Kyron Williams show. We'll be talking about him shortly. but. You know, yeah. Stafford definitely having a, a blast with Kyren back out there. Absolutely. The uh, Cooper Cup show may be uh, coming to a close. Maybe, you know, get those, get might, those might tickets. Be, might be the Puka show soon. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Cooper Cup, it's, you know, maybe the injuries and. and it's father, a, they finally caught up to him. He's, he's becoming Michael bit. Thomas. Yeah, he's coming yeah. In, in and out of games, missing, missing in a little yeah. more games. I, I wasn't as. As high on Cooper Cup this year as as a lot of people were. Yep, I agree. But you know, he's he's falling off a little bit. Yep. Uh, next up, Patrick Mahomes, twenty second. Yeah, twenty seven for thirty four, two ninety eight, two touchdowns. Mahomes looked uh, damn good in this game. Twenty. I mean, it's it, granted it was against a bad Vegas defense, but still, Patrick Mahomes looking like Patrick Mahomes. Twenty-seven yeah. for thirty-four is pretty freaking accurate, right? You get again. You got to get back to where you were. Yep. Right. You lost to the Eagles. That didn't necessarily affect their uh, seeding. You know. Because, no, not at all. So you know, it's a bad loss. You don't want to lose any time, right? But nice bounce back win, divisional opponent. That's what you got to do. Absolutely, getting it done. I, I love what Patrick Mahomes has been uh, capable of doing this year. He looks. He's looked damn good ever ever since that week one loss to the Lions. He looks like he's back to being more comfortable with this yeah. team. Uh, number four, Jordan Love, twenty two for thirty two, two sixty eight, three touchdowns on the game. Uh, I got to tell you, against the Lions, Jordan Love looked like a world beater. Absolutely, uh, a ton of love. I I love the way he was uh, throwing the football. Right, he yep. was throwing it with with some with some umph. Some accuracy, and he had that that big balls to the wall bomb at the beginning of the game, fifty two yeah. yards. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, 
He he looked really good. He looked better this game. Well, he looked good in the, in the Chargers game, mm-hmm. but he looked better this game than the Chargers game. Yep. And so you, if he keeps that up, you know this again divisional game that the Lions needed to have. Yep. They didn't get it, and they didn't get it, and you don't. Don't 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 let the, the Packers sneak around. It's because the they are who we thought they were. But I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> number three, Christian McCaffrey, nineteen carries, hundred and fourteen yards, two touchdowns. He also adds five receptions for twenty five yards through the air. Uh, McCaffrey is, and I, a lot of people say he's the best running back in the league right now. Would you I agree with that? Too. Absolutely, one hundred percent best running back in the game. Yep, and and if as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, you know, and that's always been a big thing for Christian McCaffrey is staying healthy. Right now, he is healthy as a horse, and he's playing like it. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, number two, and and you said you wouldn't have minded this guy being number one. I, you know what? I wouldn't blame you. This is a hell of a stat line. Uh, Dak Prescott, twenty-two for thirty-two, three thirty-one, four touchdowns, doing it in consecutive weeks. He's having a career year. Yeah, and right now he's probably the most dangerous quarterback in all of football at the moment. Man, don't don't play them in Dallas because they yeah. go to go from the the first four or five weeks of the season as we saw, mm-hmm. right, and to now. Oh yeah, a complete flip because running the football maybe not the strength of the team mm-hmm. as they were when Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, was the, it, Tony know, Pollard ain't it. Tony Pollard ain't it. Yep. He's an RB2. So now when you're dealing with that RB2 situation and you've got a lot of defenses with soft secondaries, mm-hmm. well, why not? Just throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw you the got ball. Brandon Cooks. They you finally got, got him more involved. You got C.D. Lamb, baby. C.D. Lamb. All, <laughs> all, man, making play after play. Like, dude. And the, the tight end situation. You know they've uh, the getting Jake involved Ferguson. to Jake Ferguson yeah. getting involved to the uh, to the Schumacher. Uh, shoot yeah Luke Schoolmaker from yep. Michigan yeah so a lot of a lot of this is is a wonderful Dak that I have not seen yeah. now again when it comes to as we say nut cutting time we'll see yeah we'll we'll find out but he's uh, been playing great and and one guy that we we. We just got done talking about Kyren Williams is the guy who rounds out the top 10, 10, 16 carries, 143. I mean, Jesus Christ, he also had six receptions for 61 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 204 yards from scrimmage. This guy may very well be like, he could very well be the best running back in the league right now, depending on on who you ask. Uh, If if he's healthy, well, I mean, golly, I mean, I... For several weeks before that injury, he was putting up humongous numbers. I mean, it just Look, seemed like he was unstoppable. They were featuring him a lot. Yeah. But uh, again, he's missed multiple games. Well, an entire season, and now multiple games. So, you know, let's cool it a little. Bit. Yeah, I want to see what he what he does with a full season a if full he's healthy. Season, a full healthy season. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, moving into our rookie rankings. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I was looking at. It. I'm like, oh, I I misnumbered this. But uh, yeah, the uh, the rookie rankings right now, interesting to say the least. Uh, you've got uh, first and foremost our our honorable mentions. We'll say outside looking in. 
Uh, Josh Downs, a wide receiver from Indianapolis, he struggled heavily versus a very suspect Tampa Bay defense. His production has been sort of erratic as of, as of late versus uh, his weeks five through eight. Since week eight, eh, so has his quarterback. Yeah, exactly. A little rough. A little rough. Uh, Next up, Joey Porter Jr. out of Pittsburgh. He's had a series of mediocre games. Uh, Last night's game, or his last uh, big game, was in week eight. Yeah, he looked pretty. I mean, he looked good uh, replacing, uh, uh, getting put into the starting lineup. Right. Um, But it's trial by fire, as they say. Bingo. Last big game, week eight. Uh, Next up, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from Minnesota. I mean, he struggled heavily versus Chicago. He seemed like Jalen Johnson was shutting him down every chance. I, every time I saw it, it was like Jalen Johnson yeah. was up in his face. Yeah. The Bears' defense is is better than people think, right. better than you know they've been given credit for. They've played a lot better in the last few since the since their uh, since the it's not a bye. They had a uh, since week what ten? Yep, since right around week ten. They've been playing pretty good defense. They they've been on fire. I don't understand how what how or what is going on, but they're they're killing it. Uh, next up, Demario Douglas. He's seemingly become the the number one in New England. Uh, gotta love that man. He's the best playmaker that they've got. Yep, and they they need to feed him the ball more. They yeah. need to feature him more. Yeah, out and of Liberty. Yep, uh, and uh, Liberty Biberty. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, topping out the honorable mentions, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs. <laughs> He had a nice he had a nice stretch of four games in a row with at least one touchdown. He yeah. struggled to run the ball with the return of Montgomery. Um, he was six for six with fifty nine receiving yards. He's faced soft defenses for the last three weeks. Struggled against Green Bay. Um, he he's he's just I don't buy him. Also, you you have to remember they're using him a little more. Uh, they're using him a lot in the passing game. Yeah. And they're also using him more when they seem to be behind in games. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, that's where his strength lies and in, in his ability to uh, get out in space and catch the football and, and make plays where David Montgomery, that's not typically his game. Right. Uh, next up, we got our top 10 rookies. Number 10. Keanu Benton holding on by a hair, holding on by by the just the skin of his teeth. The defensive lineman for the Steelers, seventy-two point six PFF grade, fifty-seven point two run defense grade, a seventy-five point four pass rush. He has seen market improvements in all three grades after landing in this number ten spot. Uh, you know, and in fact, uh, the fact that Gibbs's workload hasn't been a full workload, and you've got a situation where Benton retains this spot for now because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that's kind of where we're at. I mean, Keanu Benton is is holding on to this. Not just hatred for Jameer Gibbs. No, Benton's holding on barely. Uh-huh. Barely. I mean, when I say barely, I mean barely. I mean, it's... it's. It, I, I had contemplated moving Gibbs up into 10, and then you looked at Keanu Benton's grades, and you're like, oh, wow, he's, he's actually had a string of decent games the last couple of games. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll wait and see. And then I see, look over, and I see Jameer Gibbs going, eh, he's getting a, an iffy workload compared to what, you know, he's, yeah, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know if I can put Gibbs in that situation. Benton holds on barely. Barely. Uh, barely. And I, I mean barely. Barely. Yeah. Number nine goes to Ivan Pace Jr. Here's another guy that's holding on to this spot barely. 
Uh, 70, he had a good game against Chicago. Oh, no, he didn't. 70.9 PFF grade, 58.3 run defense, 80.2 pass rush, 67.9 coverage grade. He had one of his worst games of the year against Chicago. Uh, he's lucky that his earlier performances in this season have been so good and have given him some cushion against other players that remain below him on this list. He is lucky to be a number nine because of that. Uh, his his performances this year have been good, which yeah. is why he's still hanging tough. Maybe I was thinking of the Broncos. Yeah, maybe. Uh, number he did have a good game versus the Broncos. That's, number eight. That's what I was thinking of. Number eight, Sam Laporta. He uh, has a seventy one PFF grade, seventy two point eight receiving grade. He had a pretty decent game versus Green Bay, but not an earth shattering one. He still did not perform better than the guys in front of him. He he had himself a good game. But it wasn't, yeah, you know, sort of a, a bounce back game from right. a couple of uh, disappear disappearing act weeks. But I think he'll uh, he'll bounce back also this week too. Yeah, that's that's what he's, a lot of people are banking on yeah, here. He's on the upswing. Yep. Uh, next up, number seven, bootleg B team, Rushy Rice. I feel like we've been talking about him a lot. Uh, out of SMU, eighty two point five PFF grade, eighty one point seven receiving grade. He finally showed up on that stat sheet. As a true wide receiver one in a big way, he turned in a great performance against a bad Raiders squad, but still turned in a great performance. I mean, he's he's been looking damn good lately. Number six, Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher for Houston out of the University of Alabama, 77.8 PFF grade, 81.4 run defense, 70.1 pass rush, 64.2 coverage grade. Uh, he earned his highest Run defense grade of the season per pro football focus with an 81.2. He's earned a positive grade on 25% of his run defense snaps, which is the second highest in the class. He struggled with the pass versus Jacksonville, which is usually his calling card, uh, but he made up for it by stopping Travis Etienne in his tracks. He was a huge reason why Travis Etienne couldn't get going. His run defense has been out of this world this year. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Uh, he's, no, Will Anderson. I'm sorry. Will, Will, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at Jalen. Will Anderson's been. He's been as good as advertised. Yes. Right. The the reason why D'Amico Ryan should be considered for Coach of the Year was the masterful work in that draft room. Yes. To get to get CJ and CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. Just, yeah. Yeah. And there's another guy on this list that he did a damn good job scouting and getting to. Uh, number five, though, goes to, does go to Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle for the Eagles out of the University of Georgia. 75.2 PFF grade, 69.7 run defense, 26.6 tackling grade, 69 pass rush. He struggled tackling versus Buffalo. He had a very strong pass rush win rate. He's been harassing quarterbacks quite often uh, since taking on the full workload several weeks ago. Several weeks ago. He does get bumped down this list because some of these guys ahead of him, man, oh, man. Number four, Puka Nakua, uh, holding on, poo-poo, as you call him. He's been holding on to this spot barely. This is another situation where this guy could take a tumble. He, You know, just when I think he should take a tumble or he's going to take a tumble, he'll have a big game. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what, what goes on. But he's 84.1 PFF grade, 83.1 receiving grade, 69.5 rushing grade. He created something of a cushion for himself with his prior performances, but his performances have been very erratic as of late. 
and he's had more bad than good since week seven. I want to see what he can do. If he can, if he's, if he can see that market improvement that we saw when Cooper Cup was out early on in the season, yeah. I want to see if that if that blows up. He could wind up climbing this list. Who knows? And we wonder if we, he will hit the uh, proverbial the rookie wall. Yeah. Right. Waiting for it because you know that it, it's a real thing for a lot of guys. Yep. And uh, number three, one guy that's running through a wall right now. I love this guy, Tank Dell, but another bootleg B team guy, Tank Dell, Nathaniel Tank Dell, the wide receiver out of the University of Houston. He plays for the Houston Texans, 83.7 PFF grade, 83.6 receiving grade. He has progressed into the role of proving that he's capable of being a number one receiver in Houston. Five receptions in the last four weeks, 369 uh, yards to go with it. He's been C.J. Stroud's favorite target by far over the last several weeks. He just deserves all credit in the world, right? Yeah, he can. He can again. You get him open space, open field. Goodbye. Yeah, and and he's pulled off some really amazing touchdowns recently. Yeah, he's making catches that that he shouldn't be able to make, as they say. Yeah, but that's what separates him. Right. And uh, number two, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for the Houston Texans out of the uh, University of Ohio State, 86.3 PFF grade, 82.9 <laughs> passing grade, 77 rushing grade. He has been setting the world on fire for a month now. 1,466 yards through the air, on, uh, and, and he's also had an 11-yard uh, average depth of target both of which lead the NFL. Over that span, he's earned a 92.3 overall grade, which is third amongst all defensive players per PFF. He plummeted with a bad three-game stretch and has come roaring back on yeah. this list. He's about one big game away like right now. So number one is Devin Witherspoon still for the Seattle Seahawks, the corner. He has an 82.2 PFF grade, 82.8 run defense, 91.4 pass rush, 76.3 coverage grade. That includes grades from the Thursday night shootout versus Dallas. He finished week week 12 with an 80 with 80 plus grades in every category, right? He ranks among the the, the top 10 at the position in forced in completions, sacks and run stops per Pro Football Focus. Devin Witherspoon before that Dallas game on Thursday, 80-plus in every category, right? Yeah. Right now looking at a 76.3 coverage grade. Um, that shootout with Dallas, he did, as you said, he did get roughed up a little bit. Uh, but here's where I'm at. We have This is with the Dallas game calculated in there. Yeah. So we kind of have to wait and see whether or not C.J. Stroud has a big game this week. I'll tell you what, C.J. Stroud... It's the it's his spot to lose now. If yeah. he has a huge game again, the guy's gonna be number one. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's that's where we're at now. I mean, I mean if if Devin Witherspoon he he had a bad game and C J Stroud's been nipping at his heels. C J Stroud has one big game this week and it's like oh there he is number one baby. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And I can so, see it happening. Yep, I and I'm waiting for it. So C J Stroud uh, and Devin Witherspoon now jousting for that number one spot <laughs> with Tank Dell nipping at their heels. By the way, but uh, it, it's going to be tough for Dell to overcome because his quarterback is the guy above him, exactly. the guy delivering him the football. So there's that. Um, now, news and notes around the league. We've got some news to uh, jump into. 
And uh, I want let's talk about the uh, a few of the elephants in the room because I feel like we got elephants in the room everywhere this week. First and foremost, the Jets have opened the Aaron Rodgers 21-day practice window. Rodgers has since returned to practice and could return in week 16. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Apparently, listening to Dolphins Have Sex <laughs> is like something incredible. Have you ever gotten hurt so seriously? That you thought about listening to dolphins having sex to make yourself heal faster? It's like a superhero no. thing. No, Mark Duper never did that. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! It's the Jets, bro. Yeah, stop. And Fugazi then, oh yeah, they, from well, the, the beginning. The Jets are Fugazi now. They they uh, part ways with safety Adrian Amos, uh, and they they mutually part ways. Hmm. Another guy from Green Bay. Yeah, all the Green Bay's guys are. It's like it's like, Alan Lazard, right. questionable, healthy scratch. Rats, rats escaping the ship. Right. It's, the, it's that's what it's become. What in the world, yeah. bro? The Jets are, are a joke. Um, Organizational failure. It'll yeah. be a theme today. Yeah, it's, it'll be a constant theme. Uh, speaking of organizational failures, Packers uh, safety Tarnell Savage. He's activated from injured reserve uh, after suffering a calf injury earlier Uh-oh. on in the season. Uh, yeah, I just think the Packers are just a failure all around, but, but maybe that's just Hold me. on. But Darnell Savage, special player. They play better at home. Yep. And that defense gets ready and rowdy in the cold, and you don't want to play them late in the year when they need when they need to have it. That defense has responded time after time after time. In a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they have the quarterback to continue <clears throat> to do that? The jury is still out. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They may not be the team that you want to play in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I don't know if the the Vikings are going to be the team you want to play once this guy comes back on the field. Vikings activate wide receiver Justin Jefferson off of injured reserve. Didn't play last week. They're talking about him playing this week. Uh, we might see the return of Justin Jefferson. Well, I mean, anything helps. Everything well, well, helps. well, not not this week. The following week, because this week they got the bye. Yeah, yeah. It, it it'll help. It'll do nothing but help. Yeah. Right. Let's see what Dobbs does with Justin Jefferson. With the true number one. We're at the true number one. Yeah. Let's see how it looks. But I'm telling. Uh, wow. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here this we go. The, this is the Dobbs <laughs> show. This is this is what you're gonna get. You know, a two or three game stretch where he looks good, and then here coming in. Here comes an interception. Here comes a fumble. Here comes a couple more interceptions, and there you go. Yep, that's it. So uh, Justin Jefferson has been activated. Next up, the Bills linebacker Von Miller has turned himself into the Dallas police after he was charged in a warrant for felony domestic violence against the mother of his children, who is also currently pregnant. Um, oh. Yeah, this is... Not having Von Miller was already a huge problem for the Bills. Yeah. Now you have this... Now that he's there, you have this massive distraction mm. from Von Miller. I don't want to make light, but... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, the bills are falling apart of the seams, aren't they? Yeah, they really yeah. are. They're now, falling apart. I don't want to comment on his legal situation because no. we don't know what it what it what it is. But if it is what it is, 
then it is bad. Yeah, it, it sounds bad. It is bad. Uh, next up. But it's terrible for their defense. Yeah, Period. it's awful. Yeah, It's awful. They're not going to be able to function. No. They, I mean, they were hardly able to function when, when he was gone with the injury. Yeah, and, and now you're going to have to deal again right? with Josh Allen late game. And yeah. What are you going to get? Right. Uh, next up, speaking of guys you might not be able to function with, Lions linebacker Alex Anzalone will not travel with the team and was downgraded to out for Sunday's game versus the Saints due to a hand injury. Uh, Alex Anzalone has had a really, really good year this year. He's played better than he had in the previous administration. Right. Right. Uh, this coaching staff has gotten the most out of Anzalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the true team leader, true true veteran in the locker room, uh, positive voice. So that's going to hurt the defense that's already hurting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Lions defense has been horrible the last few weeks. Yeah. And and now I mean I watched them start out at five and drop to eighteen. Oh man! In the last few weeks, that's yeah. isn't that insane? Yeah, that's uh, going to hurt their run defense. Yeah. Just wild, just wild. Uh, also, guys that are are well, we'll say improvements to the defense here for the Panthers. Mm. Corner J.C. Horn is activated from IR with a hamstring injury that he had. And also safety Jeremy Chin has been activated off of IR. Uh, so the Panthers' defense just got more scary. It's a little too little too late for them. Yeah. But they could be playing spoiler for somebody. They could definitely play and be playing spoiler. I think Tampa Bay has to watch out this week. Yeah, I agree. To be quite honest with you. I agree. That defense is already nasty. Yeah. And now you put those two guys back in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Uh, also, now, this one is kind of an elephant, I will say. The Browns have some quarterback problems. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been ruled out versus the Rams with a concussion. They're set to start Joe Flacco versus the Rams. You know what? Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Joe Cool. He knows exactly what to do. Um Sorry to hear about DTR. Get, yep. Get well soon, brother. The, the the Cleveland Browns are set up the type of team that's set up for this type of quarterback, right? A yep. guy that you don't have to ask to do too much. Hey, just don't lose it for us, Joe. Get, for sure. Get the ball where we need to get it to. Get it to Cooper. Get it to Elijah Moore. And you it. know he's capable. Yeah. He's got the arm. Yeah. He's got the smarts. Yeah. Hand the ball to, to uh, Jerome Ford. Oh, red zone. There's David and Joku. Cream Hunt. Right. Yep. So, you know this the the Browns are the type of team that's built to function with this type of quarterback. I think Joe Flacco takes the starting job. Oh, absolutely. I think he's he's going to be a starter after this game. Yeah. I mean that's that I I feel like that's a foregone conclusion at this because point. at this point it's only what uh, five game stretch you would need him for right five, six games. Right. Yeah, and, probably. I mean, the well, I don't know. The Browns are are in. They're looking at a playoff run. If you're looking at a playoff run, eight games. Yeah, I mean, they're they're staring down a playoff run right now. Seven games. We need them for. Yeah. Because I don't think. I, they're, uh, no, they're not going to go to a bowl with Joe Flacco. No. Because this not, isn't a Trent Dilfer no, type situation no, here. No, you know, no, they don't have the. You know, <laughs> no, this you're probably looking at second round. At the most. Second I, round I think. I most. think at the most you're talking divisional. Uh, six, seven, so seven games, eight games. Yeah. Yeah. 
Flacco for eight games. I could see it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm here for it. Uh, now, we, we've got some uh, other interesting stuff going on with uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's set to undergo thumb surgery. He's set to miss multiple weeks. We know about that. Another guy that's listed as questionable, though, Travis Etienne with that rib injury. He's, he is, however, expected to play per Doug Peterson. That's what Peterson said. We'll see, though. We've yeah. seen coaches say this shit in the past, and it hasn't happened. Yeah. So I'm always weary of uh, running backs with uh, rib and chest in, and or chest injuries. Right. right. Also or in shoulders, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Delvin Cook. Yeah. You know, uh, also in that same game, Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins is set to play on Monday night versus the Jags in spite of ankle and hamstring injuries. Uh, Higgins, you know. Here comes the tryout tape. Yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah. what this is. This is him reminding everybody, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. Hey, I'm about to be a free agent. You better sign. I'm good. My health is good. Instead of just shutting it down, some people think, you know, hey, you'll probably shut it down for the whole year. No. Right, for the rest of the year. But, hey, if you still – there may be some uh, some things attached to his contract yep. in regards to getting on the field, however how many – maybe there's bonuses there for yardage totals. Yep. Wants to get paid. Or whatever. Yeah. All those incentives. Yeah. Wants to get paid. And then – you put the tape out for everybody else to see. Yep. And then last but not least, the Cardinals have waived veteran tight end Zach Ertz after he requested a trade. Look, I, Trey McBride had been, as you say, nipping at his heels yeah. for a while. He has. But wouldn't you benefit from having like dual tight end sets there? To help with getting the ball to the playmakers and to... You know, maybe block a little bit yeah. for your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a veteran tight end with a young tight end and a dual tight end set. It's not like Zer- or Ertz is incapable of, of being right. a, a I mean, hell, last year he was tight end one and he was putting up good numbers. He really was. So I, I just, I don't get it. And he's a capable blocker. That's not his, you know, all game, but he's a capable blocker. Yeah, he, he is. still use it. He's capable. And you can use that veteran presence again in the locker room. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. Would be nice. So I, I just I don't understand the logic or lack thereof of, of letting him walk. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But yeah, those are that's your news around the league. And now um Oh, organizational failure. <laughs> you gotta had to get it one more time. Had to get it one more time. Yeah, you, yeah. You can see it, brother. You can see the teams. And the organizations, right? The organizations, or the teams are a, a reflection of, of the organization, right? Because look at the Bears. Right. Right? And you look uh, at the you want to talk about Bears, failure. Right? You look at the Cardinals and the management. You look at the Panthers and the management. And what are the records of these teams? Right. What do they look like on the field? The Chargers. Mm-hmm. Right? As talented as they are on offense and, this, and the the the, uh, the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, and, and, and all the explosiveness and the points. and the, But the the organization gets in their way. Right. It's just, it's, it's a disaster. Uh, but now we have the last piece of business to get down to. Ah, uh, down to the nitty gritty. The picks. The picks. Uh, right now, I am leading the pack by one still. Uh, Boots, you kept right up with me. You're you're still just one behind. Alex sitting at 108, 72-0. Uh, Boots, we'll sit, 
Yeah, Alex has fallen out of favor here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Boots sitting at one ten seventy and zero, and I'm at one eleven sixty nine and zero. Hey. So I mean, well, you're you're right at me, right underneath me there. You're just, I mean, you. I think it was the uh, the one I was most surprised by. I think you maybe picked Cleveland and they lost. Uh, it, it, it was yeah, it, I it, pick Cleveland. Yeah, it, it was an interesting one, but yeah, we. That's that was the one I was like, shit, he's about to tie me up here, and then okay. next thing you know, I was like, oh, oh, here we go. I think when the kid got hurt, it you know, it kind of flipped. It. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you you think DTR was that important? I mean, he was having the he was having a pretty good game. He wasn't having a terrible game. Right? Yeah, he was moving the ball down the field. Yes, right, playing within the system. <laughs> and you you never know how the rest of the game was going to go. Uh, I think we knew how that that game was going to go. He could have uh, completed you know fifteen of seventeen passes for two hundred and twenty yards and another two touchdowns. <laughs> He could have caught fire, brother. Unbelievable. Well, uh, Alex did send his picks in, so we do have those. I'm just typing those up right now, so his picks are in. Uh, so, Boots, let's uh, let's jump into these games. Let's get our predictions. All right. All right. Here are our predictions. I just picked my nose, so now I'm ready. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, here's our predictions for Week 13 in the NFL. We all picked the Cowboys. Uh, you know, we, we went with the Cowboys on, on Thursday night. And uh, we were all correct. Uh, next up, though, Colts versus the Titans. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew's not a good quarterback, but Will Levis isn't either. This is going to be a bad team versus a bad team. I'm going to take the veteran guy. I'm going with the Colts. I like that pick, but here's the thing. Uh, you can continue to use Derrick Henry to uh, control the clock, control the line of scrimmage. Sure. The, the Tennessee Titans, this will be the type of game to to allow him to do that and to get Will Levis a little more comfortable into into things. Uh, Gardner Minshew not really built for this type of guy. I'm, I'm going Tennessee. Oof. Uh, and actually, Alex went Tennessee as well, so you guys, it's two on one there. Uh, next up. Falcons and the Jets, uh, you know, the Jets are such trash. The Falcons are too. They both have really good defenses. But I do think the Falcons have the edge offensively. I'm going with the Falcons. Man, this is so ugly. It is. Oh, no, no, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be low scoring. How ugly? Bowling shoe ugly. Uh, just <laughs> ugly. Again, the Jets, everything about the Jets drags, the the defense is so good, it drags the other team's offense down, and and the Falcons have a terrible quarterback. (sighs) This is one of those deals, you got to take the better defense at home, give me the Jets. Yuck. I'm I'm very, very disappointed in myself. You got Tim Boyle. (laughs) Tim Boyle. Quarterback, right? You probably end up... You'll probably end up seeing Zach Wilson at some point. I think so, too. I really do. I think they're going to trot him back out there. <laughs> Give me the chance. Yep. And uh, next up, Lions and Saints. Uh, you know, this should be a wash for the Lions. I'm going with the Lions. And, uh, you know, this, this should be just beating the hell out of a bad Saints team. No, you, they should. The better defense at home, I would take the Saints. Lions coming off of a mini bye. They have the better quarterback in those two bad games. Hopefully, it's out of Jared Goff's system. Yep. The Lions finally 
get something done on the road and look good doing it. Give me the Lions. Yep. And Alex has taken the Lions as well. Next up, Broncos and Texans. You know what? Ah, God. This one's tough. This one's tough. Texans are weirdly hot. I feel like they could beat anyone at any time. Yeah. They, they run into anybody. They could just boom. I mean, brick wall, right? Same time, the Broncos are so hot right now. And you just you don't know what's going to happen. And they're, they're playing that spy gate. Uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, that uh, uh, bounty gate defense that they've been playing, yeah. which is, is concerning. This one's tough. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Broncos here. I have a feeling <clears throat> they're going to pull this one out. Man, this is the type of game because you, I see what Russell Wilson's doing, but I'm I'm not overly impressed with it, right? Where I'm overly impressed with C.J. Stroud and his pocket presence and his ability to control the tempo of the game and control the game and control the team and elevate his team. Right. Right? The Broncos have a better defense, but I'm, I'm going with a better quarterback. I'm going... C.J. Stroud and the Texans. There you go. There you go. Alex took the Texans as well. Yeah. West Coast team traveling the East Coast. Early kick. Give me the Texans. Heck yeah. Uh, next up, Chargers and the Patriots. This one's a no-brainer to me. Give me the Chargers. Uh, I'll never pick the Patriots again. Give me the Chargers. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just hope the Chargers don't charge her. Uh, next up, Cardinals and the Steelers. Look. This is a bad game. It's a bad game. This is this is bad booking. Who books this? Shit? Who booked it? Hey, James Conner returns. James Conner. Oh boy! Right? Oh God. James Conner returns to Pittsburgh. It's just crazy to me. Give me the Steelers. I, I just I, I this one's a crapshoot to me because I mean like. On one end, Kyler Murray's playing so bad, but he's kind of hurt. And then at the yeah. same time, you you look over at the Steelers' defense, and they're so powerful, and it's going to be high high rolling for the Steelers there on defense. But then on offense, Kenny Pickett's a joke. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I just give me the Steelers and flip a coin, hope for the best. Right. This game comes down to coaching because the West Coast team traveling East Coast, early kick, Kyler Murray, I don't. Th- he's been playing well. Yeah. But this is not a. The, this is not a good defense to him, for him to go against. On no. The, on the road. And with all the deficiencies they still have on that team. Yeah. Yeah. And the and Steelers just going to run it down their throat. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, and and Alex also took the Steelers. Uh, next up, Dolphins and the Commanders. I don't think this one's even a question either. This one's going to be the Dolphins beating the hell out of the Commanders through the air. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I, this is this one's kind of tough for me. I want to pick the Commanders. I want to take the Commanders, right? Yeah. Because you know, get rid of the maybe there's that. Uh, um, the camaraderie now, you get rid of some of the, the issues, and now the team comes together and, and fights <laughs> all for one and one for all, and we all go down with the ship. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, next up, Panthers and Bucks. Uh, look, this one is kind of tough in a sneaky kind of way. I can't believe I'm about to do this. 
Give me the Panthers on the upset. I have a feeling that they are going to upset this bad Tampa Bay defense. And they have a really good offense down there. Or, or I'm sorry, a really good defense down there in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Really good defense down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad, bad offense, you know, but at the same time, it's the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Give me the Panthers. All right, I'm with you, man. Give me the Panthers. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Yeah. I, I got questions. Yeah. I got and, questions. And we got answers. The the return of uh, J.C. Horn and yep. Jeremy Chin, that's going to be... Seeing that was all I needed to see. Yeah. And and I said, all right, that, that the defense is already scared. Yeah. But now here we are going, oh, okay. Now, now we've got an even more powerful secondary. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're not. And Baker Mayfield is not gonna. I don't think he can handle it. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be lost. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, next up, let me see here. Where are we here? Oh, I got scrolled down to the next week. Next up, the uh, the Niners and the Eagles. That'll be game of the week right here. Oh, big time. That's game of the week. Big, shit. big, big time. You know what? Um, give me the Niners to bring it back to earth. Uh, I just. Look, the Eagles have been flying high for a while, and everybody's excited about it. Uh, I think it was—it's only a matter of time before they run into a brick wall like this. 49ers all day. I don't care if the Eagles are at home. 49ers. Um, this is again one of those games where, if it was in Frisco, it was it, if it was in the Bay, it may be a different story. This is going to be in Philly, right? Cheese steak, heaven, <laughs> right? This is where this is. It's not like Skyline Chili's. No, town. no, no. Disgusting. Like that. <laughs> Stand up, meat mill, beanie seagull. Give me the Eagles. We fly high. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! More of the kind. Huh? <laughs> You're getting ready to do it again, really? There wasn't even a bird on the screen. Uh, next up. The Browns and the Rams, uh, you know what? I, I I, actually like the Rams in this matchup. I Look, the Browns' defense is good. I don't know what Joe Flacco is going to be capable of coming in right away. You know what? Now I'm going to take the Brownies. No. I am, I, I am going to take the Brownies. Talk to yourself right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I talk about You know, the, I said Joe Flacco and said, wait a minute, it's not DTR. Yeah. I don't know what Joe Flacco is going to be capable of, but... 38 years old, coming off the street. All right, taking the Browns. Give me Joe Flacco and the Browns. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing about this one. Uh, Miles Garrett, I, I heard rumors scuttlebutt that he's injured, so that's going to um, take a little bit of the edge off, you know, pardon the pun. Oh, God. For the, uh, for the Rams. Very, I, very dad joke of you, yeah. by the way. Sorry, but the defense of the Rams playing at home, they're not, they're not, uh, the Browns aren't unbeatable, right? Mm. And they just showed that last week. They're yep. second of back-to-back road games, so give me the Rams. Ooh, ballsy by you there. Yeah, they're, they're, the Rams are coming on, man. Yep, yeah, they're getting a little hot lately. Yeah. Uh, next up, Chiefs and the Packers, uh, you know, Chiefs all day. I think the Packers are a joke. I think I think they went out and beat a Detroit team that 
has a bad secondary right now. You know, Aaron Glenn is awful. And and the Packers exploited that. Uh, they exploited a lot of problems with that with that Lions team. But I, I really do think the Chiefs are arguably the best team in football. And and I think that, that people that argument can be made for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with the way that, that defense is playing right now. Yeah. And and on top of it, Patrick Mahomes is still playing well. And he hasn't even been playing his best. No, he has not. You know, that's that's the scary part. Is is he hasn't even been playing what we know Patrick Mahomes can play like. Yeah. You know, so I I gotta go with the Chiefs here. Yeah, and I think a part of that is the the emergence of Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Right, continuing to contribute to the offense, especially if it's going around the goal line. Right with uh, 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 Jarek McKinnon, uh, the groin injury is going to sideline him for a little bit. Yep. That has allowed more opportunity for Isaiah Pacheco and, catch, for, and for Clyde for that. Yeah, and yep. to catch the ball out of the backfield, we've been seeing a little bit more of that from Pacheco. Just a quick little dump off, and hey, go get it. Right? And he's been getting it too. When he when he gets the ball in his hands, I, I said last week, violent runner. Yeah, violent. Yeah. I mean, you see the way he runs. You're like, damn. You don't want to tackle. No, and, and and that's he's he's looking for trouble. Yeah, and the and the Packers aren't going to want to tackle him either. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I I'm with you 110 percent there. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. And then last <laughs> but what the hell? And last but not least, Bengals and the Jags. You know, Alex Arr. took the Bengals here. And oh, did he? I don't know why. But I'm going with the Jags. This is this Bengals with no quarterback. Yeah, give me the Jags. Jake Browning uh, had a a decent um, an outing for himself last week, but uh, I think I think it's over for uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, um, the entire offense, you know, is kind of dragged down. Yeah, by, it's by complete. This guy. It's it, that's it. It's done. So, you know, again, you take the better defense at home, better quarterback at home. Better coach better right coach now. At I, home. I think Doug Peterson is a better coach. Yeah. And so, the Jags all day. Yeah. That's not a question. And those are your predictions for uh, week 13. I can't believe the season has already just kind of flown by. In a way. by, man. Yeah, I, I just, I'm blown away by that. But uh, those are your predictions. And, folks, before we get out of here, we got some stuff to talk about. Let's talk about books, boots. I ate cookies out of the trash. Did you? No, I, I didn't. But that's the title of the book. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? That's the title of the book, I Ate Cookies Out of the Trash. Wonderful new author, Tammy Pruitt, has put together a, a, a brilliant organization um, of, of pages that will take you <laughs> Through a conversation of self-discovery, about weight issues, uh, spiritual awakenings, uh, emotional awakenings, um, uh, family, uh, friends, and and every and, and everything in between, right? It's a wonderful read. I don't read books much, but this was one that I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, you and can get it on uh, Amazon.com. You can get it on uh, the, the the Kindles. Right, um, BarnesandNoble.com. BarnesandNoble.com. Yep. Apple Books. 
So get it on the dot coms. Check the dot coms. Absolutely. And also, I want to give a shout out to Face Kicked Apparel, uh, oh. Sean Stockmeyer, his wonderful wife Lisa, doing awesome work over there. All the custom shirts, hoodies, hats, uh, pants, you name it, you pick it, he sticks it over at facekickedapparel.com. And as usual, boots. Get your face kicked in with savings. Absolutely. And now also, let's talk a little bit about uh, Patch Miracle Photography. Patch Miracle, the best photographers out there in the Metro Detroit area. Can't say enough great things about Andrew and his wife Chantel. Patch Miracle Photography is doing a plethora of things. Uh, I like that word a lot. <laughs> a plethora of things. Uh, they, they've got a ton of stuff that, that they do. Graduation pictures, first birthday photos, baby pictures, maternity photos, uh, engagement photos, wedding photos. They even do uh, uh, special boudoir shoots, these little sexy shoots for that special someone in your life. They do those. If you're looking to get Pictures taken at the highest quality, the the most high definition, outstanding pictures. Go to PatchMiraclePhotography.com. They're the place to go. They're the folks to talk to. I'm not kidding you folks. Make it a point to swing over to Patch Miracle Photography. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, now known as No Shot Bot TV, formerly known as Big Willie Dubs Gaming, our boy Will. Um, he's been killing it over there, uh, mm -hmm. doing all of his Call of Duty Modern Warfare stuff. Lots of fun to watch. Played against Kyler Murray last week. Yeah, <laughs> and then all those, uh, you know, all those uh, um, excellent TikToks that he's got going on. Check it out. No Shot Bot TV on TikTok. He is No Shot Bot on Twitch. No give shot. it a no shot bot baby no shot bot yep give it give him a, a look also steel twins gaming going on steel got the juice yeah alex is out there doing his voice acting stuff every wednesday if i'm not mistaken he's uh done some awesome stuff do he was doing uh some super mario games for a while there but we're getting ready to jump back into the ace attorney series which is always fun and makes for a lot of lively commentary for me <laughs> to harass them on their feeds. So, uh, folks, check out Steel Twins Gaming. Alex and Andrew are awesome. You listen to Alex on here, hey, why the hell not check it out? I highly recommend it. I implore you, uh, have a look. Also, IYTMassage.com. It's your time, massage. Um, Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist, does outstanding work. She uh, uh, does every, anything from... Swedish massages to deep tissue massages to cupping to to uh, she has CBD oil. I mean, she's excellent at what she does. Yes. Uh, I got a massage for the first time ever uh, years ago, and and I had been a professional wrestler for eleven years, just beating the hell out of my body. And when she ran her forearm up my back, it felt like golf balls moving around in my back. But after I got off that table, I could stand up straight for the first time in a long time. It was an excellent experience. I highly recommend it. IYTMassage.com. She rubbed a wedding ring out of them. Yeah, that's what she got. That's my wife. Uh, you know, she's a, a wonderful massage therapist, man. She does awesome stuff. So IYTMassage.com. And uh, get yourself a, a wonderful massage. And also remember, it's your time. And with that, folks, that is our show. Boots. It's been a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful. Wonderful is my favorite word today. Have you noticed that? <laughs> wonderful, what I'm talking about these. Tremendous. This, this has not been an organizational failure. No, I... <laughs>
<laughs> it's got an organizational parallel. You're probably it, talking about it because uh, we're the only thing to talk about. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Ciao! Was that an organizational failure? No, that was good. That was pretty close, I think. That was pretty good. <laughs>